Hello, folks, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Outdoor Evolution Podcast. How's everybody been doing out there? It has been a red-hot minute since I have recorded one of these episodes. Took a bit of a hiatus, I guess, over the last year. Did a random impromptu episode about, I don't know, two months ago. And ever since, I just have not had the time. But I assure you, I am working on a bunch of new episodes now. So maybe we can, I don't know, maybe we can make this the official first episode of the new season, season two or three, or I don't know. I, I think we tried to do seasons with these one time and it didn't really work out. But regardless, welcome back. So to let you guys know, going forward, I'm going to be doing some big new things here on the pod. And one of those big things is actually bringing on some sponsors for certain episodes. With that being said, this episode of the Outdoor Evolution podcast is sponsored by Sawyer. Now, I would like to think that most of the people listening to this episode are pretty damn familiar with one of Sawyer's flagship products, the Squeeze water filter, a true staple in the backpacking community one that I have been using ever since my 2015 AT hike, and one that's made it to a ton of my gear list. But Sawyer also makes a ton of other really great products like their Picaridin insect sprays and lotions. Over the past couple years, I've personally ditched all those harsh chemical ridden bug sprays like DEET for Sawyer's much safer Picaridin lotion when I'm hiking during buggy seasons. Unlike DEET, Sawyer's Picaridin products are naturally derived from pepper plants, so it is much safer on your skin and on your gear. Backpacks, tents, clothing, etc. The lotion formula is effective for up to 14 hours against ticks, mosquitoes, and biting flies, with the sprays lasting up to 12. It's quick drying, it's fragrance-free, non-greasy, and even safe for use during pregnancy and on kids as young as six months. You can find Sawyer's Picaridum products at most of your small local outfitters, REI, Amazon, and even Walmart, or you can visit their website at sawyer.com. I'm a huge fan of Sawyer's products, and I thank them for sponsoring this here podcast. You know, we, we broke down a lot of different topics here on the podcast about mental health, about food, um, about a lot of, of deeper topics about outdoor adventure and, and backpacking and hiking and through hiking and, and, and bike packing and, and everything. But one that I've kind of touched on here and there is really self-care on the trail. And again, we've done episodes about food and nutrition, and obviously that's a big proponent to self-care when you're out on an adventure. And we've talked about mental health, specifically my mental health over the last couple of years of doing through hikes and kind of where I was with it and some of the struggles. But today I specifically want to break down kind of like a self-care, a healthy self-care routine whenever you're out doing things like a through hike or a bikepack trip, or maybe you're even just, you know, backpacking around Europe and jumping from train to train to train and, and, and doing traveling abroad and drinking and eating horrible bread and cheese food all the time. Um, but really taking care of yourself. Uh, you know, over the last, God, eight years, um, it's been more than that for me, 
you know, I have put my body and my mind through hell of long distance hiking, bike packing trips. Before that, it was eight years of putting my body through hell of triathlon and racing, running and riding. Um, so I really want to dive into that today. I really want to talk about taking care of yourself, not only mentally, um, but also physically, um, spiritually, I guess you could say, um, and making sure that you succeed at the thing that you're doing, um, whether it's a through hike or whether it's, you know, you're climbing L cap, like you're going to do this like big climb or something or, or some sort of big thing that you're trying to achieve. Obviously taking care of yourself is going to help you achieve that. It's going to help you kind of last longer. It's no surprise that anyone that's watched my videos over the last eight years knows that almost every single big long distance hike that I've done, I've gotten injured. Um, I've had some sort of weird injury on the PCT. It was a tendon that I pulled in my leg. Uh, on the CDT, I had this weird sciatic nerve thing in my back. On the AT, I literally broke a tooth out of my mouth and broke my big toe. Um, and most of kind of like the last 600 miles of the trail, I had a broken toe on the damn trail. Um, so I've injured myself a lot on these adventures. And I've injured myself mentally a lot on these adventures and kind of take that how you will. If you've listened to some of the past episodes, especially the one that I did with my wife, you'll know what I'm talking about. But here today to talk about taking care of yourself, self-care, physically, mentally, spiritually, is a good friend of mine. Um, and, and how we met, and I'll deep dive into that here in a second, was kind of through this idea of taking care of yourself on the trail, is uh, my dear friend, my lovely friend, my um, I'm trying to give you another label. I, I try to really build it up, you know? Uh, <laughs> Merrick Bowers. Hello. Hello. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Don't you love how we do these kind of like really formal introductions? Like, how are you? I haven't seen you. You've, you've been here for a day at this point. <laughs> I know. It's very formal. <laughs> you know, you got to play it up. Got to play it up for the audience. Um, so for some of you that do not know Merrick, uh, Merrick owns a company called Rology. And basically what Rology, well, why am I going to explain it? You, what does Rology do, Merrick? Yeah. So you may have seen my balls. Um, Didn't. A, a lot, <laughs> a lot of you have probably seen my balls. So I've told this story a, a few times and I'm happy to tell it again. I, back in 2000, I guess it, maybe like 17, 2018, I was doing a lot of running and hiking. I was training for a marathon and I had horrible plantar fasciitis. I didn't know what it was at the time. I just knew that I would have shooting pain throughout my foot whenever I'd run some miles, maybe like anything over seven. And for anyone that's ever trained for a long distance running race, you know that you have to build up some mileage before you actually do the race. Yeah. So I was mentally really not feeling great because I thought, well, I can't do the race now. But then a friend of mine introduced me to rolling out with a rubber lacrosse ball. And I was like, what is rolling out? She basically just said, well, take this hard ball, put it under your foot and roll your foot on top of it. And I was like, what is this witchcraft? <laughs> and um, it worked. It worked. And I, my foot felt so good and I was able to keep training and I ran the marathon. And I found that I was having the same pain when I'd go backpacking. And so I thought, oh, I'll just take this lacrosse ball with me now I'm not ultra light, but I do. Are you even ultra light, bro? I'm not ultra light at all, man. <laughs> I used to take like a bottle of wine and a 
plastic case. Yeah, that me. that's where I'm at now in my yeah. backpacking career. <laughs> yeah. So, but I knew, like, I was like, I knew there's a better solution than taking a heavy rubber lacrosse ball with me. And so I have a, an engineering background and I knew a little bit about material science. So I knew that cork was a good a good material for this because it's light, it's durable, and um, it's dense. So it would be hard like a lacrosse ball. So I ended up coming out with this cork massage ball. And I thought, well, this is, this works pretty well because I tested it out in Yosemite and, and it really solved my problem when I was backpacking. And I thought, well, if I like it, I bet other people will like it too. So I started waiting at trailheads for unsuspecting hikers and started peddling my balls. I was giving them out for free at the time. I also uh, would hit people up on Instagram who are hiking the PCT in 2019. I would look for that hashtag, hashtag PCT2018. I, <laughs> I, would, I would message them. I would say, hi, my name is Merrick. I started a new company called Relogy. I have a product called a cork massage ball that I think you'd probably really like. Can I send you one for free? And you just tell your friends about it. And that really got the ball rolling. <laughs> So, that, so many ball jokes. So I know. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm full of them. So that's the story. And then you and I met at PCT Days in, in 2019, right? We did. So this, yeah. is, this is a good one. I could tell the story. If yeah. Okay. So, I, always, I always love like when people tell like because you know anyone that's listening to the podcast knows like I, I really just love to have my friends on here. Like it's yeah. pretty rare that I have like random people on the podcast. It's usually right. friends. So I love when people get to tell the origin stories of how I meet yeah. people because I feel like I've everyone that I'm really good friends with I've met in very strange ways. No, I guess not strange ways, just not conventional. Like I'm out at a bar and I, yeah. you know, meet somebody and we play a game of pool and then we become friends. Like they're always in these like strange situations. Or it just means that we were meant to be friends. That's true, and yeah. that I'm not some rando that you pulled <laughs> off the corner. So in uh, so everybody. During the summer of 2019, more and more people were picking up the product and they were liking them. I was seeing it more and more on Instagram and folks were saying, oh, are you going to be at PCT Days? And I didn't know what that was. And so I think PCT Days is in August. And so mm -hmm. in July, I emailed the, the person who runs PCT Days. I was like, hey, any booths available? And for anybody who's ever been to PCT Days, yeah. the answer was, <laughs> of course, No. So um, what I did... It's awesome. You got a response. Yeah, right? <laughs> so what I did was I just took a backpack and I filled it with balls and I went to PCT Days and just sat on the ground. And I talked to anybody who would come and talk to me about this pile of balls that was sitting on the ground. And uh, it, later that evening on this day that I was there, I was at the Cascade Loxell House. Yeah. And I was in the back and everybody was drinking and partying. And then, um, you know, people were coming up to talk to me about the balls. And, and somebody said to me, they're like, you should go talk to that guy about it over there and pointed to Darwin. And I said, who's he? I didn't know who he was. <laughs> it looked like a lot of people were interested in chatting with him, but I'd never seen him before. I didn't know anything about him. And so then people started catcalling out to him being like, Darwin, come check out these guys' balls, this guy's balls. <laughs> And like I'm, a, I'm kind of embarrassed, but I'm instantly like anyone tells me to come check out yeah. their balls, I'm there. Yeah, but like his, his so uh, yeah, so his ears perked up at the, you know, at, at hearing the word balls, and <laughs> and I lured him over, and I showed it to him, and he was really interested because of his self care journey, and the you know we talked about it and the things that he's had happen with his body over the years, 
So I uh, ended up giving him one, and that's how we met. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I think that, you know, not to kind of like dive too far into the story of like, I, I guess it's pretty simple. Like you, you had something very cool, but, you know, I think that what I really ended up loving about it was it was it was smart to me because at the time like i said i i get injuries on trail all the time and you know i'm somebody that's kind of stupid when it comes to through hiking like i'll put in massive mile days and just beat the hell out of myself not take a break during the day i always tell people like people want to like take it through hiking advice for me and stuff and ask me questions all the time like how much water should i get i'm like don't ask me i'm a bad i kind of play devil's advocate because like obviously i give advice for like long distance hiking stuff at the same time it's like i do a lot of really dumb stuff on trail and taking care of myself in general on trail was never a thing for me um anyone that's followed me for a long time knows that before i ever got into long distance hiking i was into triathlon i raced triathlon for eight years and pretty like consistently like i was doing a good eight races a year some pretty big ones i was doing half irons full irons um and, you know, whenever you're doing something like training for a triathlon where you're putting your body through hell every single day of training, recovery is like religion. It's like training's important. Recovery, though, is like number one. Like, yeah, go out and put your miles in and go for your long runs and go for your long rides. But if you don't recover, you're screwed. Like you will just, you'll burn out so fast. So I was really hardcore about it when I was racing even though like the endurance transitioned over to through hiking and the uh, even being competitive, for some reason the whole recovery thing didn't <laughs> transition over. And you know, any through hiker knows that's listening to this that like we put our bodies through hell. And at the end of the day, like the last thing you think about is recovering and taking care of yourself. It's more like how many calories can I eat and how fast can I go to bed because I got to get up tomorrow and do the same damn thing. So you're not really like it, it's just not at the forefront of your mind and. On the PCT the year prior to meeting Merrick and and finding out about the ball was, you know, I I, I got injured a couple times out on the PCT simply because I was pushing myself too hard. I, I tore a tendon in my leg. I ended up um, cracking my tailbone when I was in the Sierra. Anyone that's watched my video, I think I've talked about this before on the podcast. If you watch my later PCT videos, you'll see me walking with some weird staggered position because like I was overcompensating from the pain in my leg and the cracked tailbone. Um, so I was really, really interested in taking care of myself more going forward onto the next trails and onto the next adventures. Because when I got off the PCT, I had to put myself through like this recovery regimen to be able to bounce back faster. Actually, when I got off the PCT in 2018, I went to trail days. And then right after I went to Trail Days, I went to Bend, Oregon. I spent my birthday at a damn recovery center. There's a place called Recharge Recovery. It's a recovery gym. It's like you go and you sit in Normatec boots and you go in like hot, cold transfer pools. I spent like three days there just trying to get my body like rehabilitated because I was so screwed up when I got off the PCT. You, you told me that story when yeah. we met, actually. I yeah. think you were in like booties, right? Yeah. yeah. I, like I literally beat the shit out of myself on that trail. So I needed to bounce back because my wife and I were going to do this bike tour at the Blue Ridge Parkway in October. And like I had, I started a cracked tailbone. I couldn't sit on a damn bike saddle. So I had to go like get my body back in shape. I, I saw a um, an active uh, chiropractor, like a sports chiropractor, it was like trying to work on my tendons, my leg, all kinds of crazy stuff. So I was like, I got to start taking care of myself more. So 
it, it was like the ball and meeting you kind of like came at the right time of like finally after all these years and after all these miles of just beating the shit out of myself and being like, eh, I'll bounce back. It was yeah. like, all right, well, I'm starting to get a little bit older. I'm not bouncing back as fast as I used to. I should probably somewhat take care of myself if I actually want to finish these long hikes and, and, and finish like the hell that I'm about to put my body through. So that started kind of becoming my mission. And then meeting American 2019 really kind of started making me think about it. But what are the little things that I can do on the trail to start taking care of myself more physically, mentally? I mean, again, anyone that's done a through hike knows like you get in some bad mental spaces. And if like you're not in a good mental, you know, place on a through hike, it'll take your ass off the trail real quick. Um, so I really started paying attention to a lot of that. So like, I guess in your words, what would you kind of sum up as like self care? Like if you're out on, on a through hike or an adventure or, or, or a bike packing trip, anything, um, what is self care to you? Well, I think the first thing that we realize, especially as we get older is that we're not infallible. And you brought it up. As we get into our 30s and like I'm in my early 40s at this point, it just isn't possible physically to bounce back like it was when we were much younger. And so respecting that and admitting, it, it takes vulnerability to, to admit that. Because, you know, Darwin and I, I, I don't, we, I feel in many ways that we're cut from the same pattern. When I was a kid, I did uh, competitive cycling, competitive mountain biking, and competed in Taekwondo at a pretty high level, like junior Olympic level. And so, and I, I was very goal oriented. I was taught to be the best of the best of the best. And that second place, third place participation trophies, they didn't matter at all. So for me, admitting that I was infallible and admitting that I needed extra recovery time as I aged was really important. And being able to swallow that mentally was tough because you know people like Darwin and I and many of the folks out there who, who do these long hikes and these mega um, athletic endeavors, it's like you're pushing yourself every day. You're pushing yourself because your, your heart and your mind like just craves that feeling of that constant push and like gritting your teeth through mm -hmm. the pain because that makes it like somewhat just taste better. Right. Oh, yeah. And I get that. But at some point your body's going to say no. I'll give you an example. In August of last year. So that would have been 2022. I was trail running and I recently in the recent few years, I've gotten into trail running and fast packing and they've been like, something I've really been passionate about. Mm. So I was running, I was training on the trails in Los Angeles and I was running downhill and all of a sudden I felt this intense shooting pain coming up into my knee and then into my right calf. And I thought, well, that doesn't feel good. <laughs> and so I went home and I did the usual rice, which is rest, ice, compression, elevation. And I did that for probably three or four days straight and my knee was still the size of a grapefruit mm -hmm. after those four days. And I had to make a decision at that point of like, okay, well, do I keep running on this knee and just hope that, you know, it's going to get better or do I take it to the next level and actually go see someone about it? So I really thought about it. And this is a huge part of self-care as you age is 
you, you really have to think about long term. So the consequence of going back out there and running on a knee that looked like that could have meant permanent damage. And I was, I, I could not accept that consequence. So I went and saw someone about it. I had an MRI. It turns out that I had torn my meniscus. And then I saw three different doctors and asked them what I could do to fix it because that's the first place that my mind goes. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay, something's what's, broken. What's the quick fix? How do you right. fix it? Yeah, yeah. So two of the doctors said, well, it's torn, so we'll just cut out the part that's torn. And I thought to myself, well, wait a second. The meniscus is the part of the knee that prevents the bones from rubbing together. And if you cut a piece out, mm. doesn't that mean the bone rubs together and where that yep. part's gone? <laughs> So then I saw a third doctor, and that was the best decision. By the way, always get three opinions on anything. Yeah. Um, I should have taken that advice yeah, back always, when I had mine done. <laughs> always get three opinions. And the third guy had this really novel approach where he actually sewed the meniscus back together. And the other two doctors had told me, and they said, well, you know, we'll, we'll, cut out the, we'll cut out the tear, and then you probably won't be able to run again ever but you know, you'll be able to do other stuff. The third doctor said, I'll sew you back together. You'll be able to start running again in nine months. And he said, but here's the thing. You won't be able to run for the first six. So then I had to decide, okay, well, um, am I going to be able to accept the fact that I won't be able to run for six months and that I will have to do some really intense self-care for that six months to be able to run again after that? Because the other option was just do nothing at all and quit running altogether. So I opted for the third. I went and got my meniscus fixed last December. And then I was in a, an extension brace for six weeks and I had to baby myself. And it was a hard pill to swallow because it. I'm usually the person that even though they hurt themselves, they go out and they like run on the hurt leg. They run, they, they, they do stuff on the torn, same, the torn same. muscle. But hey, I looked at myself and I looked at the consequences of really going out there and doing something stupid and I didn't want to permanently hurt myself. Well, I think that's kind of like the first step in kind of like self-care, right? It's like, it's a pride thing. It's like yeah. knowing when to pull the plug, knowing when to stop, knowing when to like be aware that like, oh, maybe I should start taking care of myself and not do this thing. Like maybe I should, you know, we've talked about that before on the podcast of like being aware of like, oh, I, I have this little thing that doesn't quite feel right in my knee or doesn't quite feel right in my foot while I'm hiking. And it's like being aware of that and being smart enough to like stop, not try to push it, not be a, a super stubborn ass through hiker or I think anybody that's into like long distance hiking, trail running, uh, you know, bike touring, any of that stuff is like the reason they're in it is because there's like this stubbornness of wanting to complete something and achieve a goal. So it's like, it's really hard to kind of like humble yourself for a second and step back and be like, Ooh, that doesn't quite feel right. Now, should I keep pushing it and, and keep, you know, doing what I'm going to do because I can't quit. I can't stop. I can't pull myself off the trail. I can't, yeah. You know, stop riding my bike today because I got to achieve this thing. Yeah. There's definitely humility involved, but also, totally. and this, what I'm about to say is going to sound a little woo, but also to know your pain yeah. because there's different kinds of pain. There's the pain that you've maybe had before that's like, oh, I recognize that as being something that doesn't feel quite right, but it, it'll go away in a few days with like by doing one, two, and three or ABC. Yeah. And then there's the other kind of pain, like Darwin, I think, was alluding to where it's like, oh, 
that didn't feel right. Right. And that's when you say to yourself, it'll probably be okay. But then I like to think about taking the opposite, like the opposite line of thinking of, but what if it's not okay? Right. And that's when you get to the point, like I was mentioning before, of the consequence. So, but what if it's not okay? And then I go out and I keep running on it or biking on it or whatever. And then it's permanently a problem. And then it affects other parts of your body like, yeah. around it. Yeah. And actually, that can, it's also something like if you're having mental pain, you know, if you're having something in your mind that is like it's just bothering you or, you know, you're feeling depressed, you're anxious and you're like, oh, I felt anxious before I know how this works out, you know, then that's one thing. But then if there's another time that you're feeling really anxious and you're like, I haven't felt this way about this before. And it's, and what if it's not okay that I'm feeling like this? And then you have to think about the consequences of that. So it, again, it's not just physical, it's no, also mental. it's a big time mental thing, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I, I've, I've chatted about it multiple times here on the podcast, but a good example of that is like, I was in a really dog shit, awful mental space when I threw hiked the Continental Divide Trail in 2021. Should have never went out there, should have never stepped onto the trail because I had a ton of shit I was mentally dealing with and like a lot of through hikers and we I've had these discussions on this podcast too it's like you use like a, something like a through hike or say even like a race like doing like a trail running race almost like as a as an escape of like well I got to go do this and like I'll get my mind off this thing and it's like it's not always the best thing because then you go into something with in already a bad mental place and then you start putting your body through hell and then you start putting your mind through more hell and then eventually like it comes out and it it takes you down or it puts you in a nasty position and, and, you know, doing something like anything physical, you need to be in a good mental place to be able to push through it, to be able to push through like those, uh, those plateaus or those like, well, this is hard. This hurts. This is cold. This is hot. I'm hungry to be able to push past that. You need to have like a strong mental game. So, you know, not taking care of yourself mentally going into something like this is also a, yeah, as you said, like a huge self-care thing. Yeah. And that's where visualization comes in. And I, and I would like to talk a little bit about visualization because I- What do you mean by visual, right. visualization? So, so one of the most epic fast packing trips that I've done was the Trans-Catalina Trail, which is, so I live in Los Angeles. Catalina Island is uh, off the coast of Los Angeles. And it's I've heard about it, but I don't know anything about it. It's like 38 miles end to end across the island. There's bison and okay. really foxes, beautiful There's things. Bison up there. Bison, yeah. Huh. They're they're like they've been there for a long time. Obviously, they're not native to the island. Holy shit! And they're so bison on islands. Very strange. They're kind of big and scary. They make a lot of noise. Yeah. And then it's it's a gorgeous gorgeous um, hike or run because you're doing it up on these cliffs and overlooking the Pacific Ocean. And then you just see all kinds of terrain. I mean, there are even like pine trees up there when you get up in elevation. Yeah. So that was the first through hike that I've done. And I did it fast packing and it took like 36 hours. Can you explain to maybe some folks who don't know what fast packing is? Oh, so fast packing is trail running with an ultralight backpack. Yeah. So it's, it's backpacking and running. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which I tried to do in 2021 on the... Benton Mackay Trail failed horribly. <laughs> Why did you fail? Because I wasn't taking care of myself. I got it. I got injured. I screwed up my knee. Right. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So, so for me with visualization, um, I knew that I had to be 
really on it to make, okay, so the way you get out to Catalina is on a ferry. And there's no other way to get back unless you charter your own boat. And I knew- You could swim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make um, it a multi-sport thing. I'm not a great swimmer. <laughs> At least, I'm not a great open water swimmer. So, uh, and there's sharks. Oh, well, that kind of changes the game. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> So in my mind, before I'd go to sleep at night, I, in order to make the ferry the next morning, I had to visualize the process of me packing up all my stuff, breaking it down at like two in the morning, putting it in my backpack, and then I visualized myself running across, like running this trail and exactly how I wanted my body to perform as I was running the trail. I even visualized the emotions that I was going to feel i wanted myself to feel okay i visualized not injuring myself and i'm so serious about this it's it sounds a little woo no, i was gonna say this does sound woo it does I, woo woo. but again i went in i okay so i went into this not injured keep that in mind my body was really healthy i was uh this was before i tore my meniscus so everything felt really strong i had been training so if i felt good i felt solid and so I visualized putting every step in the right place, going at the pace that I, that I pictured for myself, and then everything panned out exactly like I had visualized it, to, like, to the minute. In fact, I arrived at the ferry terminal five minutes before I was supposed to be there. Um, and so even the timing was absolutely perfect. And I owe that to visualization. So for me, part of my self-care practice is visuals, visualizing exactly how I want my body and my mind to feel and think. Well, I think even if like you don't, you know, quite believe in like, if that is like woo-woo, right? I think it's still, regardless if it's just like, you know, you thought that and it just happened to work out that way. It's still putting your mind in a good mental space, right? It's like, practicing. It's yeah, having yeah. your mind practice yeah, yeah. that. And, and, and going into it with, with a healthy mindset right? versus going into it with a negative mindset or like right. a bunch of baggage that you're holding on or something right. like you, that. Right. So it's, it's looking at things from a positive mindset and then because you, I also don't think you can fake a positive mindset. If you go into something and you have a negative mindset and you're like, well, I'll just visualize myself being really like happy and, you know, everything's going to go great. Yeah, even though I've only trained like one day, you know, it's, it's going to fit. You're going to fail. Yeah. Um, so I think you also have to be realistic. I think that's typically what I do. <laughs> I'm like, nah, it'll be great. It'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll figure it out. <laughs> and self-care, self-care takes practice. Anything, like anything in life, the more you practice at it, the better you become at it. So, you know. Do you, do you believe in any type of, so something I started doing in 2018 on, on through hikes and I'd be a hundred percent honest, I'm fucking terrible at it. I'm, I'm awful at keeping up with it. But you know, something I really tried to do in 2018 on the PCT was nights where I was camping by myself. I would try to meditate and it was mainly to um, you know, anyone again, that's listening that has through hiked, maybe if you haven't, this is a little insight for you all day that you're hiking and you're on the trail, like you just, shit's just going through your brain. Cause you're by yourself with your thoughts, right? So you're just thinking about everything. Your brain's going a billion miles an hour and then you're putting your body through hell. So like your fast twitch muscles and your slow twitch muscles are all going nuts. So then a lot of times when people get to camp, especially like if you're like me and you're doing these big mile days where maybe you're doing 30 to 40 miles. You're hiking all the way up until the dark. You're getting to camp. You're setting your tent up. You're eat, jamming some food in your mouth and then just passing out. Not really having enough time to decompress. So 
I found myself not getting great sleep on trails, like where I would toss and turn all night, mainly because my muscles didn't have enough time to relax. My mind didn't have enough time to relax. So something I started doing in 2018, and I try like hell to do it every trip I do, every adventure, no matter if it's a through hike, if it's just an overnight backpacking trip, if it's a bikepacking trip, is I've really tried to get into meditation. And like not meditation as in like, oh, but more, you know, like sitting with myself, breathing and just relaxing, relaxing my body and mind. Is that something that you have like gotten into or know anybody else that like, does that help at all? A hundred percent. And yeah. it's not just for like, for through hiking, it's for life. Yeah. Anytime you have the opportunity to be able to calm your mind, especially as an adult, like adulting is hard. Damn we hard. all have our <laughs> responsibilities and things that we need to take care of and like family, family roles, uh, professional roles, everything. Our minds are constantly going and going and going and any opportunity you have to be able to calm those wild thoughts is so beneficial to your health. And I, yeah. I learned how to meditate recently. Um, I use an app for it. And then Which app do you use? I use Headspace. Headspace. See, I tried Headspace. I didn't really dig Headspace. And then I tried Calm. Mm-hmm. You know, the best thing that works for me is, um, are you familiar with um, uh, what's called the Miracle Tone? No. Do you know what the Miracle Tone is? Um, now so, that sounds woo. Well, it, it, just it, hear me out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's woo. It's all woo, bro. <laughs> um, so basically what the Miracle Tone is, is um, there are certain frequencies of sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's tons of science behind it. There's frequencies of sound that like put your your mind in different states. So there's there's frequency of sound that can like make you alert and wake you up. Um, there's there's stuff that calms you down and puts you. So stuff like here, I'm gonna play it. So hear the tone in the background. Yeah. That little tone. Yeah. So that can really like help put you in it. So I started the the thing that works for me the best, and maybe it's because like I'm so I'm musical, like I have a very musical brain. And like if I need to like feel pumped up or energized, I listen to something like real heavy, angry, like rage against the machine, a, a powerhouse music. Like if I need to really just kick ass, yeah. rage like gets like it enrages me. <laughs> um if I need to relax, like I typically listen to something like really calming, like Sigaros, um, we've been talking about a lot. But out of all the meditation stuff, guided meditation, non-guided meditation, sitting with myself, I cannot do that at all. Sitting with myself and just like trying to get my brain to shut off, impossible, because my brain will start going a billion miles an hour. That that tone yeah. has helped me more than anything. So I'll typically put like my earbuds in. I'll sit outside my tent. I'll kind of let the wind blow on me and then I'll just like, I'll put that on and just let my brain just kind of almost shut down and just like the whole point of it is like you pay attention to the tone yeah. and it's all you pay attention to. You don't pay attention to anything else. You just pay attention to that one tone that's going through the music and then it kind of completely like lets you calm down and like level out. Oh, I love that. I'm going to try that for myself. You should try it. You should yeah. try it. But, that's but you, so awesome. you used headspace i did for for a while and then i figured out i could just find there was a there's a playlist on spotify called like the meditative mind and it's Mm. just a bunch of meditation background music 
uh, in a playlist. Is, is there any guiding in it? Is there There's anybody no guiding. talking? Okay. I just, I practice. So what I do is I, I've started listening to that on my, my hikes in LA because when I hike, I actually go into this meditative state and uh, I'm not running. Like when I run I actually do feel my mind like going pow, 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 because I have to, you know, avoid obstacles as I'm trail running. But when I'm just walking, I feel like my mind just goes to a different place and I can, I love the feeling of letting those songs, those meditative songs, just like, I'm kind of, I kind of feel like I'm floating. Mm. And that's the, really the only time of day where my brain isn't constantly spinning because I have the kind of brain where I'm always thinking about something yeah, and same. it's very overwhelming and that helps a lot. Yeah, I'm usually thinking about like 10 or 15 things at one yeah, time. I'm exactly the same way. What I did, what I need to do, what I'm currently doing, mm -hmm. <laughs> what I'm going to do in a month. Yeah, I have an attention span of about five minutes on any given mm -hmm. topic. Mm -hmm. And then I jump to something else. <laughs> same. Yeah. So in that way, in, in that sense, the meditation is one of the best parts of my day because it does give my mind the chance to really relax and restore and it also helps with prioritization mm. because when I, I feel like when I come out of a meditative state, I'm more clear-minded and can actually prioritize the things going around, going on that, okay, I do need to take care of this at some point, but I don't need to worry about it today. Whereas before I meditated, it would have been like, oh my God, I need to take care of all these 10 things all at once. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Right. So it helps. Yeah. Yeah, I found it. I, I think the hard thing for me, I think with any like self-care and, you know, it's, well, I, I'd like to say that it's just on the trail, but it's not. And the weird thing, like almost the thing that pisses me off is like, I'm a pretty busy person. I'm constantly working on all kinds of projects, the media company, making content, doing all these trips and, and hikes and blah, 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 blah. Um, I have a hard time like taking care of myself in regular everyday life because I'm so stretched thin with everything that I do. The thing that almost pisses me off is you would think that on something like a through hike or a bike packing trip where like I'm not taking care of all these quote unquote responsibilities, daily responsibilities, that I would spend more time taking care of myself. And like the little things that I can do to, to help make that trip or, you know, um, whatever I'm doing more successful, you know, by doing something like rolling just simple shit right like sitting in my tent and rolling my feet out at night because like i'll be 100 percent honest with you like since meeting you in 2019 and getting one of the balls and literally carrying it with me on anyone that's watched my gear list know that that ball is always in my gear list i still like nine times out of ten i don't use it i know and it's don't terrible i will <laughs> be honest with you um <clears throat> i try and it, uh, it's it's like I'll even get to the end of a day and I'll know my foot hurts like shit, right? Yeah. Like it hurts. It need I need to roll out balls on my feet because they hurt. I don't want them to hurt the next day, and like that'll be my intention. I'll get I'll get to camp. I'll set up my tent. I'll, I'll blow up my pad. I'll get my full sleep system. I'll, I'll break down my pack. Get everything ready for how I'm. You know, make sure that you know no varmints are going to come dig into my food and stuff at the end of the night. I'll make some food. I'll eat it real quick. I'll sit in the tent. I'll be like, all right, now I take care of myself. And then just boom, I, I'm out. So like I didn't take time to 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 take care of my mind. I didn't take time to take care of my body. And then I'll wake up the next morning. I didn't get good sleep. My feet still hurt like shit. And then I just add another day on. Why don't you just visualize what you want 
your evening to look at before you get into camp? Because it sounds like- Because most time I'm visualizing all kinds of other shit. <laughs> right. Well, maybe take that opportunity at least, and I understand what you're saying completely, and I've been there before, but I think it, as you're approaching camp, like even well before, maybe like an hour before you get into camp, if you just plan how you want camp to, your camp experience to be like, and and build in that like mental bookmark of- I am going to roll out for five minutes and picture yourself taking the ball out of your bag, putting it under your foot and rolling out for five minutes. You got to prep your mind for it, man. You got to prep. I know. I know. And prep your mind to meditate too. Like I am going to meditate from like for 10 minutes at, before my head hits the pillow or before, you know, the sleeping pad. Yeah. Um, you got to build that in there. Got to you. Got to create some space for that in your mind. I know. Well, I mean, the good thing is, like, I've you know, I've taken a big step back from like through hiking, and like, mm -hmm. obviously, I'm I'm done with that. So now I'm I've been trying to like when I'm even going on like tonight, we're gonna go out on a on overnight, go up into the San Francisco's. Um, that's right, folks. My friends, my guests that I bring on the podcast, like, we actually go do some stuff outside afterwards <laughs> or before. Um, I think the last episode, Chris and I had just got out of the Grand Canyon hiking, and then we just came back here and we did a podcast. But, you know, the good thing is, like, I'm I'm going to try to focus on that type of stuff more because I'm not – I think the problem with doing something like a long-distance hike, especially for me, is because I am, like, trying to get as many miles in during the day. So even, like, if I – those last, like, couple miles, I'm visualizing that, like, when I get to camp, I'm going to do this. Odds are I'm so insanely exhausted that it's just like my brain doesn't even function. I'm just ready to pass out and go to bed. We're now trying to slow down a little bit, trying to smell the roses, trying to take care of myself much more. Even on like, you know, section hikes. I just did a section hike at the AT um, back in May. I'm about to go do a section hike at the PCT in August. Um, where I'm going to try to, and I, I, I did. I did it on the AT, like getting into camp a little bit earlier. And just sitting and hanging out and kind of doing something, trying to get back to my backpacking roots whenever, you know, you do that, whenever you're just generally backpacking. Like, you, you don't hike that many miles. And you get to camp and you chill out for a few hours, um, which is really hard for me to do. But, you know, it's something that I'm really trying to bring into what I'm doing more going into the future and making sure that as you, you hit the nail on the head, it's like as you get older, you start getting humbled more of like, oh, shit, I'm not as like, invincible as i once was like even how i felt on the at when i did the at in 2015 at the end of the day how i felt every day at the end of the at versus how i felt every day at the end of the cdt totally like i had aged 100 years mm -hmm. like <laughs> um totally totally different um how much it affected me physically and mentally um so yeah it, it's something i'm i'm, I'm interested in, in trying to be more vigilant about really taking care of myself kind of going forward. Um, you know, last year, actually, when I did the, the bike tour in Great Britain, um, riding a bike every single day, my hands are in the hoods. Uh, my hands started getting really numb towards the end of every day. So every time that I took a break, I would actually grab the cork ball out and really roll my palms out as much as possible just because I was losing, like, feeling in my hands. So I think last year I ended up actually using – uh, the massage ball um, way more than I had really used over like the previous two years on through hikes and stuff. Um, and I don't know why. I, I think that I just kind of like, I don't know, thought about it more during the day or maybe I'm slowing down and, and, and 
I don't know. Did don't you have know. more like mental space to think about taking care of yourself? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's kind of the same thing though. I mean, regardless if it's a bike tour or if it's a through hike, like it's still kind of your go, go, go every day. Yeah. But maybe you're just becoming more cognizant. Maybe I am <laughs> more vigilant. <laughs> um, yeah, I, maybe I am. Um, and maybe it's just because things are starting to set in, right? Like things yes. are starting to hurt. Like I'm, I'm, I am aging. Like, you know, you say you're in your early forties. Like I'm, I'm right behind you. Like yeah. I turned 38 in August and it's like, I'm really starting to feel like it and with all the shit that I've done to my body over the last 16 years, like racing triathlon and then through hiking. Um, sometimes like I literally feel like I have the body of like a 60 year old man. Yeah. Um, it can be really confronting. Yeah. I, I've definitely faced that myself and thought about, basically thought I, I still want to get old. I'm yeah. scared. Yeah. And I'm reconcile that with thinking, okay, aging is inevitable. Um, because time, time is like, time is a bitch. Time is like a debit <laughs> account or a, a bank account that only, you know, you can only take debits, um, because you just keep, time just keeps drifting out of your fingers and you have to recognize that there's nothing you can do about it except take really good care of yourself yeah. and st to stay as like fit and strong as possible going into your 40s and your 50s and your 60s and, and even older than that. Um, and so anything that you can do to help that, like eat better, exercise every day, mm -hmm. you don't have to go and bench press 250, you know, to, to maintain your body. You can do lighter weights. There's And there's so many different exercise types of exercising you can do. You can hike, that's great, but you can like play pickleball golf or yeah. rollerblading just stay active yeah yeah i think it's important for sure it's th that's what i've found is over the years it's when i'm not being active and i'm sure you can probably relate th to this if you're a super super active person and then all of a sudden you decide to take a break for a little bit mm -hmm. and not do anything it like it catches up with you really fast it like it it, it rears its ugly head of like hey remember me <laughs> of like <laughs> yeah hey this hurts Yep. Um, I had that when I was recovering from my meniscus surgery. They told me I couldn't do anything for six weeks except walk. Yeah. I was like, walk? Like how far? Like five miles? No, around the block. <laughs> Out to get your mail. <laughs> Basically, yes. So I was like, okay, how about like instead of one block, 20 blocks? <laughs> Yeah, it's hard. It's so hard. I remember whenever I, because I, I had a I had a similar thing. So years ago when I was racing triathlon, before I ever got into long distance hiking, same thing. I tore my meniscus. Um, I did not get three opinions, as, as you did. Um, I let them cut my meniscus out. Um, so now I'm bone on bone. I've talked about this before. Like, um, I've, I've mentioned in videos and stuff that I have kind of knee problems and stuff like that. I think people that watch my stuff and, and have followed me, like really don't understand how awful my right knee actually is. It's literally bone grinding bone. It has been like that for years. Yes. Like 13,000 plus miles of long distance hiking done on bone on bone. Like I've just, I've dealt with it and I've been stupid about it. I haven't taken care of it the way I should. And it's probably why I get injured a lot when I'm on certain trails and stuff like that. Um, you know, for years people would like leave comments of like, "We're just always getting injured." I'm like, "No, I'm not." Now I'm, I'm, I'm 
you know, I'm humbled enough to admit, yeah, I've, I've been injured a shit ton on trail, and it's all because I didn't take care of myself and didn't recognize that. So aside from like really taking care of yourself physically and mentally, which, you know, obviously we've covered like is super smart, like what other type of like self-care um, would you suggest like that people kind of do for themselves or like what what do you do? I guess maybe not what you should suggest for other people, but like what are other types of self-care that you take? Because I know one awful one that I don't do, awful, and I'm it's going to kick me in the ass and I'm going to pay for it hardcore and it's son of a bitch sunscreen because I hate sunscreen. I can't stand it. The smell of it makes me want to throw up. I cannot stand my skin feeling greasy as hell. I have a bunch of tattoos and literally the only reason I carry sunscreen. I read a comment the other day that somebody made fun of me like, isn't this the asshole? What did they say? I'm going to, I'm going to try to reset a, a smart ass comment because I always talk about dumb comments. Um, I say, isn't this the asshole that just carries sunscreen for his goofy ass tattoos? And I was like, well, they're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I do, I just carry a little bitty sunscreen stick and I use it simply on my tattoos that are exposed for the sun. But my dumb ass does not put it on my face. I don't yeah. put it on my nose. And I know, I know it, know it, that in not too many years, I'm going to go to some dermatologist and they're like, bro, you have skin cancer on your nose. Like, yeah. you, you, duh. I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, skincare, I had never really thought much about skincare. And I would, my skincare regimen was basically like, if I needed lotion, I would just use the tiny little bottle from the Hampton Inn that I picked up, <laughs> you know, when I went, um, when I traveled somewhere. The Hampton Inn specifically. Yeah. Very, they have the, the better specific. lotion than like no, Holiday Inn? No, they're lotion shit. <laughs> um, so I didn't even think anything of it. And, and I'd, let, I'd like work out and I wouldn't wash my face afterwards. Well, the thing is, I I take a weekly hormone, and the hormone affected. I take testosterone. The testosterone affects my skin, and so mm. I have really bad breakouts pretty frequently, and so bad it, it looks like I have acne uh, if I don't take care of my skin. And my sister, my sister is a very direct person, and she has skincare rituals for that she's created for herself. And I saw her uh, this past winter. And I was having one of my breakouts and she says to me, um, would you like some skincare advice? You, you look like you could use it. <laughs> You're like, I love you too, sis. Yeah. Uh, I think Darwin would, let, would appreciate my sister. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like we'd get along. <laughs> I think you guys would. So We don't mean to be mean. No. We're just, <laughs> You're just really direct. Just direct. <laughs> and, I, and I thought about it for a minute and I realized, okay, so she's, she's legitimately coming from a place of love and trying to help. Yeah. And I didn't take, I didn't take offense at it because I knew that my skin looked bad, and I didn't realize how much it affected my confidence. To the point where, if I'd have a breakout, I didn't want photos to be taken of me, and I'd feel embarrassed and just, I don't know, it didn't, it didn't feel good. So, she taught me how to use cleansers, moisturizers, yeah, uh, skin protection, SPF, like Darwin mentioned. And it not only made me feel better about myself and my appearance, but as far as the long-term, again, those long-term consequences yeah. of not taking care of your skin, you're going to look, you're going to age quicker. 
if you don't take care of your skin. And I wanted to preserve that as long as possible. So for me, a skincare self-care routine is vital. And I, and I do a morning and evening routine, even when I'm out uh, hiking or running. I try to take care of my skin as much as possible, but do you want to know an awful truth? Sure. I'm also very much like, I'm one of those guys that I'm very much looking forward to like looking aged as hell, like looking haggard. Really? I am. I, there's just something about it, man. I don't know what it is, but like I heard, uh, again, I'm a big music geek, so I, I re- reference a lot of music stuff, but I, I heard Dave Grohl. Uh, actually, if you if you ever listen to Dave Grohl's book, he wrote a book called The Storyteller. It's phenomenal, by the way. The, the audio book is even better because he reads it. And it's just him telling stories from his life. And he tells a story about, um, you know, accepting that you're aging and then just going with it. And like, he's very okay with like, oh, I want to have like road scars. I want to like look used. I want to know that at the end of my life, like, like I can, my body tells a story, right? Like I look like I've been through some shit. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a really cool way to look at <laughs> you it. You know, and that's, and that's kind of how that. I feel. That being said. You don't want skin cancer. Though. No, okay. <laughs> I don't want it. Right. Now the odds of me having it are Pretty damn high right now. Well, not I if you start guarantee, using face see, see this like see this little brown spot on my nose. Yeah, yeah. I guarantee you that skin cancer. I guarantee it. I I, I think about it every single day that I look in the mirror because I'm a dumb shit and I don't yeah. use sunscreen. This is a PSA for everyone out there. Yes, it is. Use sunscreen <laughs> for the love of God. Don't yeah. Don't do what Darwin don't does. Exactly. <laughs> use damn sunscreen. Um, because. Again, so it's something I battle with, um, but I do try to take care of my skin. I mean, I live in a super dry climate, so I do have to use a lot of lotion. If not, I just start getting real ashy and flaky, and then the beard, obviously, I got to take care of that. So balms and stuff like that are important to me, but I don't know. Skincare on trail especially is not something I think about as as much as I probably should. And I think, like, what, what aside from sunscreen, like, is there anything else that that, like if you were going to go out on a through hike right now, like what what would you do to like take care of your skin aside from sunscreen? Yeah. So if I was going on a fast packing trip and with fast packing, just reiterating that it is traveling pretty light. I have an yeah. ultralight pack that I run with and you don't want to run like I have a whole skincare kit. And of course, I won't take my serums with me because that would be stupid. Um, but what I do take is I take a little like thimble size of face moisturizer so that, and a little bit of, of face cleanser or uh, like micellar water, which is really nice for cleaning dirt off your skin. So what I do at night is I'll rinse my face off with a cleanser just to get all the trail dirt and filth off. Yeah. And then I'll apply a moisturizer and then I'll go to sleep. The next morning I'll yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's good practice to wash your face again, just because of this, to get the dead skin off your, off your face, but you don't have to, um, I'll, I'll apply the sunscreen in the morning and that's really good, especially if you're hiking in dry climates, because then your skin doesn't get all like cracked and, um, how do you feel about like, with that being said, how do you feel about like using that type of stuff? Like, is it bio, like the stuff that you're using, is it biodegradable and stuff like that? Is it safe to use like out in camp? Cause I know that's a big thing. And like, even yeah. I recently was reading an article about how you heard about the whole Hawaii sunscreen yes. thing about how they passed the laws. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I use mineral based sunscreen. I don't use chemical sunscreen. Oh, okay. So the mineral based is safe for reefs to your point. Okay. Uh, and it's great. There's what, use... what about like, like environments, like if you're out on a trail and, and like using a, a stream or something, do you just 
Yeah, it's safer like water okay. as well. So aquatic life, it's fine. The the mineral sunscreens, right. not the chemical ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that is good to con- take into consideration. And for the other stuff, I mean, for my lotions, um, they aren't harmful to the environment. I use clean lotions. Uh, as far as like if I have wipes that I'm wiping my face off because there's micellar water wipes, of course I'll pack that out with any other garbage yeah. that I have. It's nice to have a reusable wipe that you can like wash your face with and then um, as you would dispose with any other um, dirty water, do it responsibly. So those are just very basic things to to maintain my skin. And there are people, there are probably those of you out there that are like, oh my God, I can't even think about, that's so high maintenance, thinking about skincare. I mean, I'll be 100% honest, that's what I'm thinking. I get it. And and that's totally cool, like you do you. But for me, if I don't take care of my skin, I really, I have horrible breakouts. And that's just not something that I feel good about. I don't feel comfortable. Like being in the fresh mountain air and, you know, like my face doesn't clear up when I'm in the fresh mountain air because I'm working out so, so hard. You just—it's funny. You reminded me of that. People have, for years have asked me, like, what type of balms and stuff do you use when you're out on trail? Like, what what do you put in your beard? Like, mm. how do you take care of your beard on trail? Trail is one of the only places I don't take care of really anything because <laughs> I usually let like my beard and stuff like just kind of soak up all the grease and grit and dirt and then like it tends to actually my beard is always in like way better condition when I'm on trail than when I'm at home. So. um yeah, I don't know. It was a random side tangent. I've read so many comments, people asking like, what oils and balms do you use when you're on the trail? Like, I nothing. I'm just like rubbing dirt and shit in my beard. Yeah. I, I don't actually do that. But. Again, to each their own. And one thing I, I want to add is like, this doesn't just apply to through hiking. So if say you have a regular skincare regimen at home and you go camping for a couple nights, but you're like, you know what? I It's just skincare is important to me. It's also a ritual. It's it, I wouldn't call it like a meditation ritual exactly, but it does. It starts the day for me and it ends the night for me. Yeah. I take care of my skin and it feels good. Yeah, kind of resets certain things in my brain when I'm able to do it. It feels like I'm treating myself. So going camping, like say for two nights, I'll take some some of the skincare regimen stuff to just you know maintain my face. And as far as balms, I use balms just to. To prevent chafing, because yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm a chafer. I've never been a chafer. It doesn't feel good. No, Jess uses a lot of like um, like body glide and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people that use like body glide and, and, and skin lubricants um, just because of chafing. But I have never ever used that. I don't know why. It's really weird. I've never ever chafed on mm-hmm. a trail. Now, back you. when I used to race, mm-hmm. triathlon. Oh yeah, like I've had, <laughs> I've had those plenty nips? of. Oh yeah, yeah, plenty of of bloody nipples. Mm-hmm. Plenty of bloody. <laughs> before um, wearing the wrong shirt or something on a long run yeah i always take uh the glide and baby powder lots of baby powder Mm. i remember in fact this may be a tmi but (laughs) when i did the um the the trans catalina trail i started my run the trail with a liner like liner shorts and i had to cut the liner out because i had chafed so bad from the liner from the liner wow so I don't know if if I did have powder and I did have glide with me, but it still didn't help. So um, since then, I've found shorts that work a little bit better. Well, I think there's a lot of people that do like all these little things, right, to like try to take care of themselves when they're doing something like a through hike. Or Mm -hmm. I just feel like nobody really talks about any of this stuff. Um, 
Because, I mean, I do know a lot of people. We, we met a girl, like, you know, if we're just talking about rolling out muscles and stuff, we met a girl on the AT in 2016, and her trail name was Roller because she was carrying this big-ass muscle roller <laughs> with her, right? Like, your cork ball didn't exist yet. So yeah, <laughs> she's carrying this huge muscle roller, and everybody, like, at shelters and stuff would ask to use it. Um, you know, I know tons of people that, that do use skincare products and stuff like that on the trail that I've seen use, but nobody ever really talks about it. Even like when people do gear list and stuff like that, like yeah. they'll say, well, here's my toiletries kit, but they don't really break down like, well, I use this for this and I use this for this. So I, I think it's really interesting. And, um, you know, I, I hope that, you know, from listening to like an episode like this, that people could maybe think about that more of like, Hey, yeah, you know, getting into through hiking and getting into traveling and adventuring is it's fun. You're going to put your body through hell. But at some point, like the turn starts to happen. And like, if you want to continue enjoying it and the continue. Turn. Yeah. Right. It's like, eventually it happens. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Where like it's like, mil- like spoiled milk when yeah. it turns. <laughs> yeah, eventually your, yeah. Your body becomes a carton of spoiled milk. <laughs> that's the perfect way sucks, to, to say it. Yeah. It does suck. You start curdling. <laughs> okay. So another PSA for skincare to prevent curdling use use moisturizer and sunblock yeah yeah so i think that i think that maybe there should be a little bit of a i don't know maybe this podcast like help normalize some of that or people start thinking about that more because i can tell you like myself you know to be honest i am kind of scared that Mm -hmm. because i was a dumb shit for so many years and didn't wear sunscreen that i am gonna have yeah you know skin cancer and they're gonna have to do what they do and like lob off chunks of my skin and shit which you know i'm not a crazy vain person but like I don't want a big chunk out of my nose. Right. Like that's going to suck. Um, and then, you know, my knee and my feet and all the random ass problems that I've had with my body, um, you know, that stuff starts messing with me and it starts making me also like, I'll be hundred percent honest. Now, when I go out, when I think about doing a section hike, there's times where I almost don't want to go do through hikes and section hikes anymore because I'm like, shit, it sounds really fun, but how am I going to feel <laughs> when I get done with it? Like, I'm not, I know that I'm going to, you know, have a hard time for like a few days if I go do this thing and I go put my body through hell. So something I've really tried to be, you know, really think about a lot more and hopefully anybody listening to this can kind of maybe take this, like heed the advice or or think about it going forward. A really cool thing that Merrick's done with Rology is like when we first met, it was really just the massage balls, but your, your main core mission was self-care. And then it's kind of cool to have seen what Rology has done over like, especially the last year with kind of transitioning into like a full on self-care thing where now Rology is not only the cork balls, but you guys have sunscreen. Sunscreen. You um, have. Moisturizers. Yeah, moisturizers, kind of everything. Even some balms. And then you yourself are now writing and yeah. doing a you know, uh, basically a blog. Would you call it a blog? Is that a yeah, blog? Yeah, it's so it's a it's a it's a newsletter on a platform called Substack, and maybe some of you subscribe to other Substacks. But I really wanted to create a self care style newsletter just yeah. to talk about different ways that you can not only take care of your body but also your mind. Mind, as we were especially chatting about yeah. earlier, uh, because you know, there's so many things that life throws at us and there's so many resources out there. I, I, just to let you in on a little secret, I'm a self-help um, fanatic. I love self-help books and I've read all of them pretty much. And here's the secret. They they all say the same thing. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, you can go from the really, really weird, kooky self-help books to the super straightforward ones from like ultra endurance athletes. Uh, and they just all say the same thing. Yeah. So for my, my p- newsletter reconciles both like all and all the whole spectrum into like very simple, concise, practical advice on how to take care of yourself, how to be the best version of yourself, because that's all that we're trying to do at the end of the day. Right. Trying to be the best versions of yeah. ourselves. And, and what does that even look like? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've found it super helpful. Like I've, I've actually been listening, you know, like the cool thing that Merrick's doing is not only writing the article, but also doing an audio companion that goes with it where you're reading it. And, you know, for somebody that like a lot of times, like during the day, and I'm not even talking about on the trailer or anything, like I am constantly active and I'm doing stuff and I have a hard time, like really taking a, a break and listening to something or, um, or, or things like that. But when I get out of here, at the end of the day, I usually go for a small hike. And like over the last couple of weeks, um, you know, really the last couple of months, I've, I've jumped onto your website and listened to the audio versions of like what you had to say for the day. You know, most of them I connect with because, well, you know, like you and I talk about a lot of that stuff. And sometimes I feel like the stuff that you're writing is a little bit for me when I'm listening to it, (laughs) strangely enough. (laughs) I'm like, son of a bitch. Um, Which has been really great and helped put me in a better mental place of a bunch of crap that I'm going through. Um, So I've really appreciated that. And I really think it's cool. I appreciate that. Yeah. I think if it hits home, that's a good thing because we're all we're all similar in that we all have things we want to achieve in our lives and we all have goals. Um, and then we're all getting older and just examining like ways that we can still continue to achieve the things that we want in life while realizing, okay, you know, there are certain things we have to consider as we get older. It's, it's just writing about that kind of stuff. And, um, I really enjoy it. And I'm, and I appreciate the fact that you, that you listen to it. Yeah. I would love to see it. I would love to see, and I, I think that you're going to get to this, and this is my projection for you. Mm-hmm. I bet you end up turning it into a podcast. Maybe. I think it would be a great podcast. I think where you really sit down and not just talk about like you know self care, um, you know on on trail and stuff, and like what we're talking about today, but just like literally self, like daily self care. Mm-hmm. physically mentally everything like i think that would be really strong and i know like that's something i would hardcore listen to because i'm at that point in my life you know like kind of with what we've been talking about with this episode of like where i'm starting to shit starting to catch up with me not yeah. only physically but mentally so like i'm really deep diving into a lot of that stuff yeah trying to figure out how to better take care of myself so i i would i I'd be interested if that didn't turn into a podcast. We should talk about it because I'll yeah. need a producer. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be great. I, I would love to see that. And I think a lot of people get a lot of value from it. So, I mean, plug it, plug it, like tell everybody where to find it. Oh yeah. Okay. So, well, the new Rology is called Rology Naturals. It's still the same URL. Rology.com. R-A-W-L-O-G-Y.com. And we have a bunch of different products on there now, uh, ranging as I mentioned before, like skincare products, including balms, lotions, SPF. Um, and then the balls, of course, we never stop carrying the balls. Got to always carry your balls. Yeah, exactly. And then on, you can go from my website, rology.com, to the Daily Self newsletter, or I can just tell you the URL. It's dailyself.substack.com. And uh, there you can sign up. It's free. And the free subscription goes out on Mondays and Thursdays or is it? No, it's Tuesdays and Fridays. I don't even yeah. know when I send it. <laughs> but it's really good. It's really good. 
I'm, I'm like that all the time. I'll plug my own stuff. I'm like, shit, what yeah. was it? <laughs> yeah, the free subscription goes out Tuesdays and Fridays. Nice. And it's it's actually like bite-sized advice. It's yeah. not a, no, no, it's I don't not long write a novella. No. And then I record it for people that want to listen to it on the go or um, you know, for accessibility, if it's easier for you to listen to it than to read it. And we and I just I just write about stuff, you know, all the stuff that I write about, I write about from personal experience yeah. and from reading all these books and and digesting this information. So it comes from a place of of hardcore research and and wisdom. Yeah. Like my life. Yeah. And I think that's why it's relatable. That's why I've enjoyed it 100%. Just because it I mean, you know, I think that in general like we all just relate with each other. So. Yeah. And it also is an alignment. I, you know, a few years ago, I wrote down in a notebook the the tagline that I wanted for myself. And I found that notebook recently, and I was like, "Holy shit, this uh, this resonates." And the tagline is, "Help people, Merrick." <laughs> that's what you're doing. And that's what I realized I'm doing with like yeah, Rology and with Daily Rology Self, and, yeah. and it just feels so good to be able to like talk about my life while also helping people like do things and and get through their own lives right get over those obstacles that they might be facing in their own lives yeah yeah um i really appreciate you you coming on well coming here in general like coming all the way from la to come hang out do some hiking with me um but also coming on the on the podcast and and talking about this stuff it's some like this is an episode i've really wanted to do for a long time um, kind of deep dive on it because it's crap that I think about all the time and I'm sure there's a ton of other people out there that are starting to kind of maybe get to their I guess their their time in their their adventuring career like their through hiking career or something where things are starting to maybe curdle curdle <laughs> yeah start to fall apart a little bit and you know hopefully this this episode can can help everybody think about that a little bit more and 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 be a little bit more mindful of self-care specifically on the trail and well no not specifically on the trail in your everyday life yeah every day a huge thanks to merrick for joining me as co-host on this episode if you want to dive more into your own self-care journey on the trail or any adventure make sure to go check out rology.com and the daily self newsletter if you want to help support the podcast and get bonus content like early access to episodes, hours of exclusive video, and even a weekly bonus podcast with yours truly, you can become a member of our Patreon community, and I'll leave a link in the show notes to that. If you've been enjoying the podcast, do us a favor and give it a rating and or a review wherever you're currently listening. Make sure to check out theoutdoorevolution.com to keep up to date with all of our new articles, products, and more. You can follow us over on Instagram at The Outdoor Evolution, and folks, that's going to do it for another episode. I will see you all very soon. And thanks so much for tuning in.